after yeah. mum no babies or yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably like who <laughs> the fuck is Chelsea face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. Hey, but it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, you got the breakfast and 12 year old and there's no... But sometimes I put, like, an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, but seriously... Welcome to episode number eight. Eight? Eight. Yes. We're still counting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still counting. Episode eight of Okay But Seriously podcast. It's been an interesting week, Steph, hasn't it? I, well, I mean, I'd like to say yes, but I don't know where you're going with this. I'm going with, like, straight up the bat. I'm just going to start yelling. I thought we agreed that I was you're just going to let me run rogue with this. No, you are you are going to run rogue, but we've had a lot of things going this week. So specifically, specifically, yeah. I would like to talk about Tuesday, um, my day on Tuesday, okay, or, or lack thereof, really. <gasps> oh yes, now yes. I remember. So yes. Tuesday, <laughs> you made yourself pretty scarce from the um, from my life. Yeah, yeah. You yep. left me alone. We we're supposed to work on you know business and stuff, and you were like, no, no, I'm going to let you go. I cleaned my entire house and your entire body i dehaired my entire <laughs> body um like a grizzly bear coming out of I, hibernation look um it had been a while because mm-hmm. i just kind of was like it's less uncomfortable when you're you know just leaving things to their natural states um so i went did all this the whole day spent the whole day doing this i mm-hmm. even went shopping yes um and what did you go shopping for Condoms, obviously. Yep. <laughs> um, yes. And I was walking around the shopping center with a bras and things bag and a mm-hmm. packet of condoms. So it was very clear that I was going to be slutty. And Casper struck again. Ooh, oh, and would we like to remind the listeners who Casper is from last week? Casper is um, my biggest weakness, apparently. Um, I am sorry for sending feminism back 50 years every time this man decides to send me a text message. Pathetic. It is fucking annoying. Scum of a man, yes. Um, but, yeah, he claims that there is a coronavirus outbreak on his work site. I don't know. I feel like the internet would have something to say about it. It doesn't. Um, and that was why he could not come down and see me, although he claims that he wants me to be the one. Mm, see, I'd like to clarify, and for those of you who weren't in last week, Casper is someone that ghosted Emily yes. quite a bit way back in the day. Is kind of like the one that got away, and then he pops up. Yeah, what eight days ago, nine days ago, last time we recorded, so last like a time, week ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah to the day, <laughs> um, and you know, claims that she's the one and wants to make this work, and she's like, okay, I can raise you to be a real boy. Yeah, it's fine. I we can, can train make this work. Yeah, yeah, he acknowledged that he should at communication, and I was like, okay, the fact that you're acknowledging that, that's a Step in the right direction. Yeah. Maybe. You know, if I'm not standing corrected, this shone some light on another person in your life and you kind of swayed one way over the other because you had to. It's the fact that he got a reaction out of me made me think potentially the original situation wasn't as good as I thought it was. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So then you were going to catch up with him. I was. Um, And I put You were going to like close the... The chapter of that book, the one that got away. It was either going to be closure or it was going to be, yeah. Like I just wanted to kind of have the conversation and be like, why are you not um, being the guy that you claim to be and why do you keep fucking with my life? Yep. Um, So then that happened and Mm -hmm. I was kind of pissed and I spent the night with my auntie, which was all fine because you weren't around and we couldn't work on stuff still. Um, So then I decided 
I came up with a little mantra of life. And no, but we need to clarify. So he what just, are we clarifying? We need to clarify that he just didn't. Oh, he has not communicated with me since. Right. And he just disappeared again. You. It was, sorry, there's a coronavirus outbreak on my work site. I'm not going to call you about it. I'm not going to talk to you. Adios, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah it's, it's better if we just don't see each other and then just completely left you in no, the lurch. No, it wasn't even that. After day de-hairing yourself. Exactly. Yes, yeah. and I'm most upset about this. And I'm most upset about the fact that I'm now, three days later, very uncomfortable because I spent the entire day de-hairing myself. And that's on regrowth. <laughs> and that's that on regrowth. Um, but no, so he literally, the last thing he said to me was, I was like, look, I come in contact with people every day. Like, do you know for sure that there's a coronavirus outbreak? Like, mm-hmm. what's what's the sitch here? I'm like, still okay with it. If you are, you know, apparently anal's fine. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm so joking. The looks up, the bum, yeah. up the bum, no babies. Up everyone. the bum, no babies and no coronavirus. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I basically like, I was like, can you call me so we can talk about this? He opened that message. Nothing. Radio silence. Can I possibly propose that maybe he has a girlfriend that you don't know about well i don't know because like why i don't understand why do you what does he gain by doing this well because he can and men are often like that right especially cheaters so i feel like he enjoys talking to you and enjoys playing with you but then he'll get home from work and the girlfriend's there and he can't message you anymore which is why he was ghosting ghostface yeah but i just don't understand what he gains from it because i haven't slept with him and i think that's my problem but it's just the attention. Men love that. Sh- love that shit. Well, fuck them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and back to my new motto of life. Yes. Because I basically said that night, I was like, "Well, I'm just going to get hot and go on the Bachelor because if I'm going to get dicked around, I may as well get famous while doing it." Mm-hmm. So new motto. Yep. In life, we're going to deal with our problems like adults. Yes. And you told me you appreciated this. So the way that I've been dealing with my problems <laughs> like an adult is exercise masturbation and wearing matching underwear just so I know that I'm hotter than the men in front of me. <laughs> and that is how we're dealing with this. You wear matching lingerie so that you can go home and go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Literally. Um, independent woman. I don't need no man. What are you talking about? <laughs> we don't need men to deal with that. I just need something that vibrates. And in fairness, it's better than any dick I've ever had. Um, my best orgasms have been had by myself. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't need a man. So we're fine. Um, and that's that on that, really. Mm. That's all I wanted to rant about. I don't. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like considering we have a guest sitting right next to us, is there anything she'd like to say? Chelsea, you're up. Chelsea. Hello. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> How's it going? She's just giggling in the corner. She's like, this fuck is great. life. Yeah, no, this is wonderful. I'm enjoying every second of this. Um, Do you have any comments on how shit my love life is? Um, I think... You have a great point with the matching underwear. That's something that I need to work on. I don't have any matching underwear. Browser things? Yeah, apparently so that good. works. Yeah, honey burdette. Does it we really make you feel good? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you know you're wearing matching underwear, you are taking on the world that oh, day. Oh, okay. What, what's the saying? If you take her home and you get your undressed her and she's in matching underwear, it was her that decided it, to have yeah, sex. It wasn't oh, your decision. Yeah. 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 If yeah, you yeah, decide yeah. to pick a girl up and she's wearing matching underwear when you get when you undress her, it was not your decision. Yeah, that's it. See, yeah. I'm the kind of girl just to like go over commando. Just like Like nothing. birthday suit commando, like just knock on the front door and drop Trench a dress coat kind of thing. Yeah. Bye. Well, not far off, yeah. <laughs> Uh, men of the internet Chelsea is single (laughs) Um, but we were talking as well off mic before because we caught up obviously to prep this episode and we were talking about um Steph briefly mentioned how the other person I like realized that I maybe wasn't into him as much and we were 
seeing each other. Like it was pretty good for five weeks, but we never had the conversation of were we exclusive or we dating other people, yes. whatever kind of thing. So he, when I said to him, I just need a minute, he kind of treated me like I was cheating on him. Yeah. And we were talking about this off yes. mic of like, why do men do this? And wh- like, do you need to have a conversation? What's your thoughts? Oh, I just, I think the whole thing is just bullshit. Like from the get go. Okay. So sorry if he's listening to this. Um, I was seeing this guy and it was completely like romantic, sexual from the get go. Yeah. Um, and we got along really, really well. And then I told him I didn't want a relationship straight up. Like I said that maybe three times on, and we went on maybe five dates and then he found out that I was seeing other people and he just completely shut down. And I'm like, well, what, what was I supposed to do? Like, I told you I didn't want a relationship. Do you need me to sit you down every single time before we hang out and say, okay, here's how it's going to be. Here's how many people I'm fucking when I'm not yeah. with you. Yeah. Then, this is an open thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Oh, and it's such a, guys are so shitty. Like, role reversal, um, if a girl were to. I mean, if a guy were to pull this on a girl, like that's just the norm, right? Oh, I know where this is going. And if you were here for episode two, the situation ship, that's exactly yeah, what my yeah. relationship yeah, was. Yeah, right. And that's, like, yeah, that's it. It's like if I had reacted the way he had reacted, I would have been branded psycho. Yeah. yeah. Right. And he would have gone, well, we never spoke about it. You have no right to do that. And, mm-hmm. and then he either would have dumped you or he would have kept you along for the attention, which is – just my life in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, clearly, because Casper, the fucking friendly ghost. I'm not even calling him the friendly ghost anymore. He's Casper, the unfriendly ghost. <laughs> but, yeah, so I don't I don't know how I feel about it. I feel bad for having to hurt him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, babe, I didn't cheat on you. We hadn't had that conversation. Yeah, not at all. I had no intention of having that conversation yeah. until I knew for sure that I wanted to have that conversation. And by all means, if you had had that conversation, then mm-hmm. fine. Like, yes, it's all out on the table. We can yeah. make boundaries, make rules for whatever the situation is. But until that moment, and like the same goes for you, you cannot have control over someone else. Like yeah. you cannot feel bad if they're seeing other people. You just have to like accept that they're going to do what they're going to do and they have to do the same for you. Like, yeah. And, and honesty is the best policy. You're either with it or you're not. Yeah. And that was yeah. why I was honest with him about that as well. But like we're adults. We yeah. should be able to do this. And we're at, we're at an age where it's like, yeah, a lot of people want to have fun and whatever. But at the end of the day, like if you get in a relationship, you either get married or you break up. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. only two options. Yeah. So I'm not willing to get in any relationship unless I am like at least 99% certain it is swaying in the better way. Yeah. And I don't want to do breakup. Your own wise words, uh, unless it's not worth being single for. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to date mm-hmm. someone unless it's better than being single. Because yeah. being single, wait, we were talking about this as well. Dating takes up so much fucking time. So much time. So much brain power. You have to give a shit about another person. I don't, I'm not very good at that. And you'd rather just go there get what you need from it and leave. Well, I you know? like this is going to sound horrible, but I'd rather just have like like a couple on the go to entertain me mm-hmm. unless I was like 100% in it with someone. Like yeah. Yeah, I'm all for being 100% in it with someone, but I want to be 100% in it with someone. Yeah. Otherwise, I will just stay stay single, do whatever the fuck I want. And get on with your own life. And get on with my own life. I'm too busy for this bullshit of like dating, heartbreak, eh, mm-hmm. boring. Yeah. It's not worth a year later to go, oh, shit, shouldn't have done that. Yeah, now, exactly. Here I am, when like, you, starting, yeah, got to start from stra- scratch again. Exactly, and when you know that you weren't going to marry them in the first place. Yeah. What's the point of wasting but, your time? That's why I, I point blank do not understand it. I don't understand why people date people when they don't know whether they're going to end up with them. Yeah. 
I don't get it. Yeah, like the long run. Yeah, like yeah. If you can't see yourself like dying with this person, what's the point? What's the point? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that was a crazy, crazy like divergence of <laughs> what well, the actual topic everybody. Is. <laughs> yeah, that's my life, and it's Casper. shit. And yeah, yeah. And Emily is ready to go fuck something if not herself because she's very agitated with the fact that she shaved her legs for no reason i did i went like a long time without doing it and (laughs) now i'm disappointed but now i can also wear shorts yeah so there's small bonuses yeah um it's getting hot so i'm gonna have to start shaving them more and then we were talking about laser yeah so we'll figure this out so for those of you who don't know we have sex matching sex toys and now we're gonna go get laser together so we can like both get our bum holes lasered so we have no hair growing there anymore I love that so right? steph and i are married um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is long term we are not getting out of this <laughs> um but chelsea we should probably intro you because yes people probably like what the fuck who is Ooh, this chick the fuck is chelsea um yeah, should I do like a quick rundown? Yeah, do it. Tell us about um, you. Yeah, so I work at a theme park. I won't name it which one. Mm-hmm. Just guess. Uh, as an entertainer, um, suit character, dancer. And I'm a bit of a photographer. I have a diploma in film. So kind of filmmaking, kind of doing whatever I want on the side as a side hustle. Um, and yeah, I guess that's. I'm 23, just had my birthday, serving up that Leo energy. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> this yeah. makes so much what sense What have we got? Now. We've got a Leo, Scorpio, Scorpio Virgo, and Libra. Nice. She's a cuspy. Oh, mm-hmm. on, on the edge. Mood swings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like living with a Gemini. I wasn't really into star signs until I started to really like Scorpios. I'm sorry. Some some of them just I am the one of them. That is, it, <laughs> is it you weren't into star signs until you realized that they might be onto something? Absolutely. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, this is how it's yeah. You know, Cas- all the same. Casper's a Scorpio. Mm. He's three days older than me. Ooh. Scorpio on Scorpio. That's why it's fire. Interesting. Mm. I've got nothing against Scorpios, but I just know like how I need to act and communicate but with you're them. You're also a Leo, which is the other end of the spectrum yeah. of like painful to deal with. <laughs> oh, mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. It's very, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to accept it. Like I've, as Bundle a, of energy. as a Scorpio, Scorpio rising, um, <laughs> I am a nightmare and I'm fully aware of it. I'm actually my, like, I think my moon sign is Scorpio. So this would explain a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This would explain a lot, but so you yes. do all these things. You're a very creative person. Very. Um, but there's another little tidbit of information of the connection here between me and you. Yes. So how long has it been since we saw each other last? Do we I think? was at Emily's 18th birthday party. We went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Damn. That was the last time I saw you and that was in 2015. Wow. Yeah. So it's been five years. It's been a hot minute and then <laughs> Chelsea and I have seen each other. And then five and a half seconds ago, you just happened to walk into Emily's work. Yes. Yeah. And here you are on the party. And I was like, whoa, hello. But because of the way of the world, like we've been keeping up with each other on social media. Like we yeah. knew what was going on in each other's yeah. lives. So it wasn't that weird when she walked in and I was like, oh, oh, hey, hello. how you doing? And I just know that we would vibe yeah. so well. But then the conversation we had after that was very interesting is we are both very different people than we were in high school. Which is good. If you are the person who you were in high school, then... Do you think? I think I'm the same. No. You think? I don't think I've changed at all. <laughs> I think... Well, you'd want to hope to have well, grown yeah, since grown, high school. But yeah. not like... I don't know. But I think you're probably a little person. bit more... Headstrong's the wrong word, but like... 
switched you on. have a lot of opinions and thoughts and stuff, and I think in high school you probably didn't express them as much as you do oh, now. Oh, no way. Yeah, that's what didn't, I mean. You didn't express them like, at all. And we were both pretty, like, straight-laced, clean-cut. Yeah, we were. Weren't both oh, of us. Oh, I don't know. I was a bit dirty in high school. Did some naughty things. You didn't tell anyone I didn't that. tell, yeah. <laughs> we didn't know. Um, do you remember my uh, boyfriend at the time? I don't want to name names. In high school? Yeah, the main one. Mm. No, I don't. Oh, I don't <laughs> remember about who him. was. He's easily forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell. Okay, you're going to tell me who this was after. Cause... Oh! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This all just made so much sense yeah. now. We were a dirty pair. In, like, like fuck in the classroom, dirty? Or? Uh, mm, yeah. Not, like, <laughs> not in the classroom. But not, at school. Not in, not, mm. not in the at school, maybe. Um, but I did more with him than I did with my boyfriend of three and a half years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. After yeah. bum, no babies or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the look of pride on that girl's face right there. She's like, yeah. yeah. Did that. And all of a sudden you're glowing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? He did not strike me as that type of guy. Yeah. Oh, maybe I just brought it out of him a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I like this. I like finding out information five years later that I didn't know. Yeah. This has changed. My, I feel like yeah. my life has been a lie. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so we went to high school together. Yes. You rolled into my bar the other day and then we were like, let's collab. Let's. My favourite thing at the moment is getting really, well, not really drunk, but when I'm drunk out, the, out on the town running into people and just being like, let's collab. Let's do something. I just want to collab. Yeah. Just collab with everyone. Just networking. Yeah. People are like, why are you off with that random group of whoever? I'm networking. I'm collabing. <laughs> it's all about <laughs> who you know, not what you know, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And this has happened a couple of times at work now because we're pretty open about the fact that we do this podcast and people ask us all the time and they're like well basically we start bickering at work because we spent too much time together during the week and they're like <laughs> you two sisters and we're like nah business partners it's worse we're just <laughs> always around each other uh, yeah. emily's favorite line is to a customer she'd be like yeah we actually have a business together and um yeah <laughs> and it just kind of ends there yeah. because you don't want to think about it too yeah. much. it's like i have seen you for every day of this week now and i don't want to deal with you anymore i mean it's a good thing that i kind of you're all right you know what i mean yeah, yeah. We, we do all right but like come sunday when we've spent like every week you guys haven't known each other for that long hey no, no 10 weeks Holy 11 shit. weeks yeah 11 Whoa. weeks yeah because we got corrected because we had all that all of our weeks wrong wow. so 11 weeks yeah very impressive yeah but we vibe so it's zero to a hundred real fucking quick. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually, I was talking to Emily about this the other day when we first met and we both agreed. Um, I did not think she was going to be my kind of person. No, we didn't think we were going to like each not other. Not at all. Okay. When we first met, like there was the kind of, she's that little bit fiery and I, I'm the kind of person that doesn't take too well to that usually. Yeah. Yeah. So I straight up went, this is not my kind of person. And I remember saying that to Alex. I remember being like, nah, she's not my kind of person. And here we are. And here we are. And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> I am apparently, her person. Yeah, apparently we're each other's people. And we're getting married. So We're getting married. Um, you can officiate. No, I'm yes. joking. Um, can I be the videographer? Like, Of course. Of course you can yeah. be the videographer. Um, well, that's like another thing you do. Amateur you do. porn? What? Nothing amateur <laughs> about porn. Okay. I would love to be like a porn filmmaker. This have, is interesting. You know, you I've seen... been considering starting an OnlyFans. Maybe you could help me out. <laughs> Actually, 
Uh, once no, again, don't. I just got like worked out of my own business. Um, <laughs> see you guys, Emily. I will leave. <laughs> uh, this we're collabing, right? You, She's networking. not drunk though; it doesn't count. Oh, I we're do networking. It <laughs> Let's collab. Let's collab. Um, anyway, everyone can collab. We yes. can do all of the things, but we probably should roll into the topic. Roll into a topic because I, I think yes. we could just probably ramble on about nothing yes. forever. Yeah. Um, we want to talk. We're all. All entertainment industry, all performers to a mm-hmm. certain degree, yeah. different degrees, but mm-hmm. all performers to a certain degree. Um, you brought this topic to me, Chelsea. So do you want to intro it? Um, okay. Well, straight in, body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. And it's it's always such a funny topic because I think when people think of body dysmorphia, you think of anorexia, bulimia, like straight into that like really hectic um, – diseases pretty much like health conditions and I kind of want to take it back until just like base level because I feel like everyone probably struggles with it to a degree and then on top of that being in the entertainment industry (laughs) um like how we just get on with it and how I've had to learn how to get on with it my whole life basically and I think when I speak about it so casually with people they're so shocked at how normal how normal it is and how normal I treat myself and talk about my body and so have you personally like do you consider yourself having experienced quite like an internal body dysmorphia like what's your personal experience with it um I think I've never had anorexia I've thought about bulimia that's probably the closest Mm -hmm. one that's I mean, if we we're like really going to take it back, like I guess growing up as a dancer, standing in front of a mirror, um, looking at yourself for countless hours on end next to skinny ballerinas who haven't gone through puberty, all of that kind of stuff, it really can just like be so heavily ingrained in you from such a young age. And then moving into more of a commercial um side of side of things actually being told by people on the audition panel like you're too fat for this you're too tall for this mm-hmm. and then just feeling terrible about yourself and going home and not eating for a week or binging out pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. and you're like a fit strong frame as well you're yeah. not like one of these t- like tiny little ballerinas and not none of the three of us yeah. are we're all like strong frames yeah. rather yeah. than stick yeah. thin and that's just what has been given to us. Yes. And is great in certain circumstances, but not when you've got someone telling you that's not what they want. Well, exactly, and yeah. just to clarify as well, because and I, I know this, <laughs> most people probably know, but um, myself personally, I only found out the definition of body dysmorphia about a year and a half ago. Um, and for those of you who don't know, body dysmorphia is more so, you know, you can be that tall, thin, but because of everyone else's perception, I guess you're – idealism when it comes to what a body should look like you see yourself a different way and the mirror kind of plays tricks on you and your brain plays tricks on you and you don't actually look anything like you do in real life yeah so that's just kind of the blanket definition of body dysmorphia and then I guess that's also how you could have it and not know Mm -hmm. because you just see yourself the way you see yourself whereas you have no idea how other people see you and what you like you're looking at a number on a scale and the vision you see in a mirror, you don't necessarily know that that's accurate. Yeah. And, like, 
that opens up a whole other thing. And we had a teacher in high school who brought up shit like this all the time where it's like, do we actually see everything the way it is actually or are we just making up all these pictures in our heads? So it's like, yeah, it's more about perceived issues, let alone actual issues. Yeah. Like it's not necessarily issues with us, but it's issues we see, but we may be creating them. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. yeah. I wanted to go into back into, like you say, on the audition panel. Mm -hmm. So the casting process Mm -hmm. of being this person who – like you need to know your measurements mm-hmm. and if your measurements that you have currently do not match the measurements that were sent off to that casting director two weeks prior, the kind of negativity around that. So do you want to talk me through your experiences with those sorts of auditions? And um, The one that comes to mind and probably is – probably hit me the hardest mm. was I was – I think 16 or 17 and I went to a Moulin Rouge audition and a lot of people my whole life have told me I'm so tall I am mm-hmm. so, I'm 5'9 I don't think that's very tall I think it's above average for uh, a female I'm the for, same but, it's yeah. definitely above average for a female yeah, it's definitely above average, above average cuz you're about a head taller than me <laughs> I'm lucky to find a guy that's you know my height or taller but anyway yeah right yeah. okay I but we're not giant. We're not like these huge. Like you're not basketball players. basketball players. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've always been the tall one, I guess, which really gets to me. Um, so I was at this Moulin Rouge audition, and for those of you who don't know, girls in the Moulin Rouge have to be stick thin and 175 centimeters tall, and I am 175 centimeters tall. So I was like, this is perfect for me. Um, I'm not going to get in because I'm not 18 yet, but you know. That's just what you do at that age. You just go to everything and anything. Aspire. Yep. Yeah. Hope for the best. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, go into this audition and I'm probably like average height. Out of all, like the, all these beautiful <laughs> girls that are just towering over me, stick thin, like they're just gorgeous, amazing. And I make the cut and I get through to like the last round or whatever, just. And I'm like this short, stumpy thing. <laughs> yeah honestly and then my whole life being told that I'm like oh my god Milan Rouge like that would be perfect for you um you're just so tall blah 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 and yeah being in this room and just looking at myself in the mirror and just hating myself and then at the end um the I don't even know her name I don't even want to know her name the the lady who owns the Milan Rouge came up to me and she's like yeah, you just need to watch those hips. Like, just watch your figure. Wow. At 17, I was probably half the weight I am now. You were tiny. S- yeah, tiny. Tiny. Six pack, like all of wow. that. And I just went home and I'm like, hmm, I don't think I'm going to go to an audition for a little while. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to eat tonight. Yeah, 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 cool. Awesome. And it's just so crazy how like, yeah, I've been told I'm so tall and all of this my whole life and that this – you almost had the perfect body for that company. Almost, yeah, yeah. Like that was like the thing I wanted to do and then going into it and she's like, no, you're too fat. Well, <laughs> at like probably tiny, tiny weight yeah, to be honest very, for your height yeah, as well. very tiny. Like if I walked in looking at that, na- like looking the way I did now, I, I don't know, maybe it would be just be completely different. I don't know. But yeah, crazy. And I'll, did you find that made you – like, how did that play out after that for you? So did you 
did you go home and like not eat and you didn't go to auditions and you oh, felt yeah. bad about yourself yeah. because of that one comment? Absolutely, yeah. I still think about that. I always look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, yeah, she, she wasn't wrong. Yeah, my, <laughs> like my hips blew out. Like that's, yeah, absolutely. So even, so what we're talking like five, six years later, it's still, yeah. Yeah. it still gets that, to That you. one comment, just the way she looked at me and I'm like, oh, yep. That, Do you yeah, think it's because point. you had so much riding on that like you saw that as this is the ultimate role for someone my my height yeah and then to be yeah. told that there was another reason yeah yeah because you Absolutely, yeah. were always probably too tall for yeah. things like I don't know Swan Lake Literally and stuff like anything, anything that requires <laughs> a male female partnership you were probably too tall for yeah which I struggle with at my job yeah all the time yeah boys are short and well, put some heels on and then they're even shorter let's, well, let's go there for a second do you find First of all, do you see the similar stuff with male performers, particularly male performers tend to be quite short. Like they're not the basketball yeah. players, the sporty mm, ones. Yeah. They're the shorter ones who were never really built for sport. So yes. do you see that out of the boys as well or do you think it's primarily female? Ooh. Like how I feel towards them or the expectations put on them? So, yeah, the expectations put on them and them yeah. feeling that dysmorphia as well. Um, I've never actually spoken to any boys – about how they feel, but I can absolutely see how that would affect some of them because boys need to be tall and muscular and they want these dancers to be, like, manly. Mm. But nine times out of ten, they're very lean, slender. Somewhat, like, feminine and... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's just... I mean, unless you go to, like, hip-hop b-boy, even still they're so fit and cut down that they're just yeah. tiny people. Yeah. They're flipping everywhere, but they're not these big, bulky dudes. Um, so I can definitely see how some of them would struggle. And actually, yeah, now that I'm talking about it, there's a lot of men that I work with that are constantly trying to bulk yeah. that, and they struggle with it. They're trying to like eat more food and do different workouts because they just want to be bigger. And being dancers, they're doing a lot of cardio and cardio is yes. a sin. Yes. They're trying to bulk and up. Seeing, yeah. It's crazy seeing people struggle Having lived my whole life wanting to be smaller, thinner, eat less, mm. and then to see people that just want to get bigger, bulk, eat more, and they they can't do it. It's like the opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I find that really fascinating. It's kind of always like, I guess we always want what we can't have. Yeah. Right? Sure. It's everyone hates something about themselves. And then you have to kind of have to take that back to the just the beauty standards of the world now. Mm. It's if you cure, what is it? If you cure a concept, you kill an industry. So if everyone wants to love themselves and everyone was to... The beauty industry is just... Exactly, yeah. especially in the beauty industry. If everyone was actually body confident, there would be no beauty industry. Well, Jamila Jamil made a comment about, as in the activist mm -hmm. um, and actress, made a comment about how she thinks plastic surgeons are behind social media filters. So the social media filters like Snapchat filters and Instagram filters, because they chisel your face and stuff, yep. she You're thinks like, plastic oh. surgeons are behind it because that... It's a nice well, concept. It yeah. feeds into their industry because then you see the photos of yourself face-tuned and stuff and then you're like, oh, I want to look like that in real life. Absolutely. Yep. So then it feeds – it's bringing them something simple like a Snapchat filter is bringing them so much income yep. because people want to look like that. And it works. And it works, exactly. <laughs> Particularly on the Gold Coast. Like we see it every day. Oh, yeah. None of us have – well, you have your boobs done, but none of us have <laughs> anything really majorly done with us and we are probably – Probably nothing. But Why see, are you giggling? What have <laughs> no, you done? No, no, just thinking. Uh, no, no, no. You're, yeah, you're right. I haven't really had anything done, but 
But yeah. see, it really, I really want to. I don't, I just don't have the money for it. Like I'd like to get my lips done and I'd like the, the cheekbones and I actually want an eyebrow lift. I want all of this stuff. Not that I would. Can I talk you out of it? But I, but I, I, I really, I am the like poster child of a sucker. All right. Like yeah. I love the idea of this whole beauty industry and I, re- I really like it. I don't think I could do it forever, but I'd love to just give myself a one-off facelift because it obviously wears off after six months, depending on what you do, like filler and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just give it a one-off and be like, this was nice. This was fun. But that's how you get addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And I also yeah. like the way I look without everything else, you know? Yeah. Well, that's it. Like I would, I'd, I've always said I'd only do it if I was like 45 and still on TV. Yeah. Kind of like that's where I'm at. I, but I also have a very different perception and I know I'm I benefit a lot by the way my brain works because I don't feel the same sort of body dysmorphia that I know a lot of girls do. Yeah. Because I at a young age kind of figured out okay this is what I look like if I want to be in this industry if I want photos and videos of myself on the internet this is what I look like it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not precious and I think a lot of it has probably because I get thrown out in the middle of a football field, lighting is incredibly horrible, and you've generally got you've got like boys on a handy cam that are used to filming football games, mm-hmm. also trying to film me, and they don't give a shit what I look like. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to accept that, but not as long as I think it takes a lot of other people. Like I would see videos of myself when I first started doing this, and I'd be like. I don't like. I don't want to watch that ever again, and whatever. And you, Steph, have made comments about how you hate watching stuff of yourself. Yeah. Whereas me now, I, I don't see it as me. I see it as a job. Like I don't see it as me on camera. I just see it as that is my job. That is what I do. And I, I look past the physical of it and just work on the technique. And I know I am very, very lucky to be able to have that thought process. Yeah, and I like a lot that. of people don't. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't. I won't watch something that I'm in unless I have to. Mm. And I avoid watching my own stuff or seeing my own photos or watching back any acting I've done. I, I will go out of my way not to go see it because mm. I just I don't want to see it because I'm always going to look at myself and be like, hmm, that could be better. You could lose some weight there. You could fix this. But do you, you find that. you pick apart your appearance or your performance? Appearance. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think that's the difference here is I pick apart my performance because my brain isn't wired like that. Yeah. And I think that's potentially where this whole beauty industry comes into it is mm-hmm. we're being told to pick apart our p- appearance when we're in this when we're in the entertainment industry when really we should just be picking apart our performance. Yeah. Thoughts, Chelsea. Whoa. <laughs> um I don't know. I find it we should I, it's the people that I deal with and in my own experience, both. Mm. It's like, I, I don't know, you can't have one without the other. I think dancers are a lot more on their performance as well, though, I guess. Performance. And then, I don't know, like, for example, like your facial expressions. And then it, yeah. it goes from performance value, facial expressions to, oh, you can't see my eyebrows. Or like, you, my eyes aren't big enough. Mm. And then it kind of like... It's an snowballs from there, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, for me, I think I'm super critical of both. I'm the kind of person to watch myself in a performance a thousand times and write, like, dot points and be like, you need to work on this, you need to do this and this yeah. and this. Um, 
Yeah, I don't really... And your appearance comes into it as well, though. It's not just oh, a absolutely. physical. It's more yeah. of like... It's, oh, I, just seeing yourself next to someone else um, on stage is just... It can be so heavy sometimes. Um, especially, I just did a show at my local theatre and I would say I was probably the biggest dancer on stage. There's only four of us girls. Um I was probably the biggest one and every night just looking at them getting dressed and I'm like whoa I can't even I feel uncomfortable getting dressed in front of you guys yeah and they're not like they're all beautiful figures none of them are completely ridiculously tiny um but yeah every night going on stage I'm like okay like suck it in and I've even been to the point where like my stomach hurts mm. from having to suck in yeah, the, yeah. Or, or making myself suck in so much that I just like, yeah, it's like really painful. <laughs> Do you think part of that is because of your height as well? Because you are just bigger, like yeah. just in just general. Broader. You're yeah. broader. Yeah, yeah. You're, just, you're not by any stretch fat. You're just a bigger person yeah, than well, these tiny yeah. little people. Yeah, yeah, and actually I noted that when – we were hanging out together. I actually feel like we have super similar body shapes. Absolutely, like, yeah. Right? It's that, broad yeah. shoulders. It's yep. broad, like, childbearing hips. Yep. Producer, it's not myself. <laughs> not that I ever want children. But, you know, like, and it is just that tall and stronger woman. Yeah. And I've always hated that in myself. Yeah. I'm like, I'd rather be tall and stick thin like a Victoria's Secret model. But, yeah. you know, instead I'll squat. And I guess I've got that over everyone yeah. else. So, But then in the same vein, I'm a lot shorter than you. But if you stretched me out, yeah, I wouldn't – I would – be tall and thin like yeah. if you could just yeah. me up like Mike TV you know like yeah. in Charlie and the Chocolate yeah, yeah, yeah. Factory where he got stretched <laughs> yep. like if you just did that to me I would there'd be a whole lot less weight because I've got probably the same amount of weight but over less like fat body fat percentage over less surface area surface area yeah so I see it more yeah so Whereas, basically you're saying numbers mean nothing and that's what I'm saying but I'm saying that we, we don't take these things into consideration yeah. when we're making these numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people say you should be this. Like I had a doctor. I've got a condition that means that I need to be at optimum body weight. Like my BMI needs to be, which BMIs are dumb anyway, but mm-hmm. my BMI needs to be at like the lowest before you're underweight. Yeah. Which puts me at 55 kilos. I am five foot four. 55 kilos is reasonable when you're talking about five foot four. However... I've probably got 10 kilos on my chest. Mm-hmm. I've got at least 10 kilos in my ass because like mm-hmm. you, I squat. I was <laughs> yeah. raised by Olympic weightlifters. You, that doesn't yeah. happen by accident. And then I played hockey as a child as well, field hockey. So there is that much weight in my thighs, in yeah, muscle. Juicy girl. Yeah, like <laughs> I've got a tiny little waist, but yeah. the rest of my body, there's so much weight in muscle. And then because of my condition, I've got more testosterone. So I bulk up. So yeah. I go to the gym. I can go to the gym five days a week and I will put on weight yeah. rather than lose it. Mm. And there's, there's so much you can say about doing the wrong exercises, but I also enjoy throwing weights around. Yeah. So it feels good. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's all like a stress relief. So it's kind of like, you tell me to lose weight. You tell me not to stress out. You tell me to be stick thin, blah, not blah, Not be too muscly. Not, not be, be this, too muscly. Not be that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas my little brother's weightlifting coach back in the day look, took one look at me and went, I need you lifting. And I went, I don't want to do it because I don't, I knew that was probably a decision made on my appearance. I didn't want to look like the female lifters, but I have the perfect body for it. Yeah. So how do we unstigmatize 
everything. Strong women. Strong women. Yeah. Versus skinny women. Yeah. And then who are we doing it for? But I think I think we're working more towards that as a society at the moment. Like we're all body positive and we all are very health fit. You know, you go back to the 90s when Twiggy was the biggest role model of the 90s or yeah. what did you call it? The, the Heroin chic I think was the phrase. Heroin chic, exactly. Like you only consume heroin. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And we are definitely moving past that but it's a matter of – I guess I guess the main problem is that women have forever been objectified mm. and that can kind of come back to that. It's like there is so much stigmatism around what a woman looks like because it's what a man would want to see. But that's that's my point. Are we doing this – are we trying to be stick thin because we want to look like this and we want to be healthy and all that or are we doing this because the men we want to date want us to look like this, the men who we want to hire us want us to look like this? Yeah. Like, is it still too far on that Harvey Weinstein, me too, bloody men are stipulating what we should look like? What would actually happen if we put a size 10 in a feature film? What would actually happen over yeah. a size 6? <laughs> yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely fucking nothing would happen. Yeah. It does not matter. And then that comes back to the point, I think I actually made it to you off mic, is you're, you're actually better off being a size 14, 16, or a size zero to You've four, all or nothing, than being in the middle. Being in the middle, yeah. Because there is a there's a market for a plus size model, which again I don't really agree with the term plus size model. But like, well, not a, but a plus size model. Like you hear about it, and then they're like, oh yeah, this plus size model is a size twelve. A size twelve, but that's and you're what like, I mean. okay, cool. So that's oh, normal. Yeah, and that is you know yeah. considered plus size. So that's why I don't agree with that. But then where is the where's the space for the size eight to tens? Yeah, like where the hell do we fit in? Yeah, or the normal yeah. people. Yeah. And those sizes are always sold out. So, like, there's clearly a lot of us. Big market. Well, yeah. And it's it's so fucked. And I was talking to Emily about this the other day because she's got booty. Mm-hmm. She, and so do I. I weigh more. I've, I would say I've got booty as well. But I've been a size 12 since I was, mm, I don't know, like 15, 14, yeah. because I'm tall. Yeah. Because I'm incredibly tall. But yet this one over here is fitting into a size 8. But yet... You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's... We've got the same, yeah. like, proportionately. Yeah. We look the same, except I'm a size 8 versus her a size 12 just on that height. Yeah. So whereas the connotation of looking at a size 8 and looking at a size 12, like, if she... No photos. If she just sent off her measurements to a casting agent, she'd get thrown out yep. just on that 8 and 12. Yeah. I'd get the look in versus Steph yep. because I am an 8. Mm. But I'm also just a small person. Like mm. I'm like it's like I've been dragged in at the corner versus <laughs> Steph. Like proportionately, there's not much in it. She's fucking tinier than me. She's so small. Except she's tall. <laughs> she's skinny as hell, but she's tall. Whereas I'm shorter, so then naturally my size makes me appropriate mm. for stuff like that. Mm. Not that it does. I need to be smaller, but I'm closer to appropriate. See, can I just point out the fact that you just said I need to be smaller? No, well, as in for can you that. walk out of the no, room, No, please? no, no, I took it out of context. As in <laughs> we were just talking about how 8 to 10s don't fit in yeah. the category at all. So, like, I would need to be smaller to fit the category of a regular size. Mm. And how chill it is that women can just be like, yeah, so I need to change this about myself and that's yeah. totally an okay conversation. Yeah. Boys are fine, though. They just 
just keep living the way they or get bigger if their performance still there. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. still a little bit. Yeah, there. There, no, there definitely is, and yes. there still is a little bit of pressure. I think on boys being jacked. Like I don't. I I'd say boys with a dad bod don't feel great about it. Yeah, even though I love a bit of cushion for the I cushion. Love a dad bod. <laughs> like isn't isn't the rule of thumb is you'd rather cuddle something at night that's squishy because it's like a pillow than a but, man with abs because it's super uncomfortable. It's like. The same thing as boyfriend dick. It's like boyfriend body. Long term, I want to cut. I want to yeah. cuddle something. Oh I will God. happily fuck a stripper. Been there, but you don't want to cuddle. But a I don't want to cuddle a stripper because yeah. he's going to be too like. That's hard. Also, yeah. I don't want to come home every day and feel terrible about myself. Like yeah. you know, if they're absolutely ripped, they have a lifestyle that I'm just not really interested in because you're <laughs> going to be spending two hours at the gym every day, and do I want that? That's yeah. two hours that. They spend at the gym that you don't have to entertain them. <laughs> Honestly, so my, there is a theory here. That's true. Yeah. My partner is a gym junkie and he is super fit and muscly and he is everything that I just want to drool over all the time. But then, like, I'd go to eat something and he'd be like, it's not in your diet, Stephanie. And I'm like, cool. And herein lies the problem. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Herein lies the problem. We live different lifestyles is all I'm trying you to say. You grow up surrounded by people as well. It's not just media. Yeah. You grow up no, surrounded by people. Like you mentioned to me before, mm. Steph, that your mum has made yep. comments to you and put you in deportment classes and then where they told you to be smaller and stuff after you just almost died. Yeah. So basically when I was 16, I had brain cancer and my body like killed itself, right? It shut itself down. Everything was dying. That's just what happens. Um, and I went from, you know, I was only young. I was 16. So I was like a nice shorter less feminine curved body at 65 kilos but I dropped down to 56 I think or 57 your height is horrendous Mm -hmm. and I was the same height um but yeah I was at wonderful 57 kilos on the back end of having my brain fall apart and my mum put me through like a female class course like a modeling course on the post end of my surgeries and stuff to make myself feel better and they basically went you kind of need to be thinner and at that point I was disgustingly thin like I would bend over and my spine would be sticking out of my back because Not my body had just you, died yeah you just yeah. had brain cancer yeah like, right no I, pressure body let's just malnourish you some more and th- yeah and that's what it was like all of my muscle density everything had gone because my body was burning everything to survive basically and yeah I went through this course at 57 kilos and she's like yeah you should probably work on that and she just saw opportunity she was like oh your body is already losing all of its muscle yeah, let's so go more. we just keep you at the low going. end of the low yeah and like talk to me about dieting and stuff and just oh yep yeah and I was I think this is another difference between potentially why I'm okay in terms of that dysmorphia and like seeing stuff of myself is I grew up with weightlifted parents and yeah. really like my mom does pole dancing for exercise and all that kind of stuff. We have a lot of, like, the condition that I have requires a lot of exercise and the same as my mum. She has it mm-hmm. as well. So it requires you've got to try and keep small. And genetics were not on our side in yep. that respect. But I grew up getting laughed at if I couldn't do a 70-kilo deadlift. Interesting. At the ripe old age of 16. Yeah. Not if I was 70 kilos. Yeah. It was more about what I could lift and my technique. And, like, and I had that. You are. Yeah, my parents, like, I went through a breakup last year. The first thing my dad did was buy me tickets to Tough Mudder because that was clearly <laughs> the most appropriate way that to get over a breakup. Yeah. Revenge body, I baby. love that, though. That's great. But maybe that is why because – and I, from what I've heard, I love your mum, but 
maybe there was a little bit of the way you grew up and versus the way that I grew up, whereas I was always told you need to be strong. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, Chelsea? Um, Throw me either way because you're a dancer. Ooh, Do you think yeah. your parents absolutely encouraged yeah. it for the – they thought um, they were doing good, but they weren't? <laughs> sorry mom sorry mom i told her not to, i told her i call her this morning i was like i'm doing a podcast but you're not allowed to listen to it i might throw you under the bus um bus is here let's do it oh uh, all right sorry mom no i would absolutely say that my mom was probably like 60 percent of the problem growing mm-hmm. up yeah. only because she would just make like little comments here and there like yeah. oh i used to look like that when I was your age or I was skinnier than you when I was your mm. age and mm. those so little the comparison comments, comments the comparison and I don't even know if I've even mentioned this to her big yikes um but there was an instance where she brought out her like retro vintage Levi's and I put them on and she's like oh they looked better on me when I was oh, your age damn and just like com- comments like that yeah you know yeah. just like and look it's kind of funny at the time not really but um, little stuff like that that like builds up. And you're like, it does, it and it plays really on does. your brain when you're like fifteen. Yeah, like you got all of the world around you telling you you've got to look a certain way, and you know you don't you, you don't look like that and whatever. And the one person that you it's look so up to, supposed yeah. to be the one that's like, I love you no matter what, all that kind of yes. stuff. Yeah, is making these little slight all comments little and little it's cheeky like, comments on the side. Yeah, and it's like. That was it. Never a true, true word said in jest. Is that the saying? I yeah. know, but like you make a joke, but there's truth behind every joke. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. the same as when you're drunk, you say something, but there's mm-hmm. truth behind it. Otherwise, you wouldn't say it. I'll never forget the time I was about fourteen, and we're at the service station, and this woman walked past, and she was in a white pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. My mom's like, "See, Stephanie, that's why you should never wear white jeans if you're over a size eight. Mm-hmm. I have not been a size eight since I was like twelve. Right, just because of my height. I am a size eight. I still wouldn't wear white jeans. Right, but no. And then stuff like a really skinny girl would walk past and she'd be like, I love it when skinny girls have cellulite. And I'm sorry, but like we all have cellulite and I've grown up and now I'm insecure about it. And my mom's like, no, Stephanie, you're fine. You don't have it. I'm like, yeah, but I'm tall. I'm not overly skinny and I've got cellulite and there are people like you out there judging me for it. Yeah, exactly. And we all have cellulite, so why should it matter? Exactly. Why should we even talk about it? Right. But now all I think about is how there are people like my mum judging me for everything that I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it's like the other Mm -hmm. side of it as well is like you're supposed to have this Kardashian-esque body with these big boobs and tiny little waist and whatever, but then you're not supposed to have stretch marks. Mm. And Mm. I don't have the kind of money to look like a Kardashian either. I love stretch marks. I think they're the coolest things ever. Um, They're battle scars and and a liar for new speaking. I love it, especially on boys. Like, if you've ever seen them, like, on their hips, like, up their back, I'm like, ooh. My ex has stretch marks on his back, yeah. I don't really – yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, you came out of your shell. Or, like, on the biceps, and you're like, oh yeah. yeah." (laughs) (laughs) All right, interesting. A little bit of a – um, so stretch marks so are cool. Stretch marks, stretch marks are here. pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know about a fetish, but I just think I'm like that's a like a flaw. I don't think they're flaws, but like they're sexy. They're they're a definition people, of growth. People would mm. consider them flaws, and I'm like I can see them straight up. I can feel them. Yeah, and like I don't know. It's just like a bit of a confidence booster. Yeah. Well, I all perfect. One little way I want to go because we're gonna have to wrap this up. I just want to see your perspective from the photographer side of things. Because you take lots of photos of people mm-hmm. and you obviously correct photos of yes. people as well. Um, how do you approach 
that and what are some rules that you have around it that potentially how do you yeah how do you feel about photoshopping in that industry constant struggle and I'm always trying to find the balance because you know like being a feminist and wanting to empower people and celebrate their beautiful bodies everyone's beautiful um I'm such a hypocrite because I don't think about myself like that um and so I do I do have a few rules when it comes to editing I only like to photoshop the things that could potentially not be there the next day so little blemishes pimples a hair out of place that kind of thing um absolutely I will get rid of because I know and usually I get a green light from my clients too like I usually I'll I'll mention it to them and kind of see how far they want to go with it um but people always say to me and I'm sure photographers get this all the time they go oh but you'll fix up like like how big I look right like you can just like make me a little bit skinnier Mm. I don't know if you know how photoshop works but that's (laughs) that's not like big ass that's not a 15 minute job how much are you paying me um but yeah no little blemishes and stuff I will um but yeah constant struggle and I've never had anyone complain about how much I've photoshopped them so there's something yeah so you're doing Um, a good subtle job yes at all and no one has ever said wow that doesn't even look like me although I don't think people realize how much I do edit them but then again I don't promote it as well I never do like a before and after and show oh look how many blemishes I took away from them I never ever do that yeah I made a point of it actually on my Instagram I did it with my face I posted my face because I feel like that's okay but I would never do it with anyone else's face yeah yeah. And actually, I'd like to – the best piece of advice I ever got, and I'm saying it because I want anyone listening to remember this and just have this as a way of life. The best piece of advice I ever got was a couple of years ago, and it was if you're out and about with someone and you notice something about their appearance that they can't fix in 10 minutes, never bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like that. I really yeah. like that too. Yeah. yeah. Like if a person can't go away and fix it in the bathroom in 5, 10 minutes, you should not bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So – that rules out weight. It rules out all of everything. That, kind of that stuff. changed Absolutely. my perspective yeah. in a, a yeah. lot of the ways, a lot of the conversations I'd ever have with people. Well, there you go. That's our rule. That's our piece of advice out of this. That's our rule. <laughs> if you can't fix it in 10 minutes, stop fucking worrying about yep, it. Don't bring it up. It's not, we all look different. We all, none of us look like Gigi Hadid. That is perfectly fine. <laughs> and if, seeing people that look like Gigi Hadid brings you down, fucking get them out of your life off your Instagram because nine times out of ten, they're just on your Instagram because those yep. people don't really exist. Um, so keep people around you who are going to make you feel good about yourself. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if you can't fix it in ten minutes, then stop fucking bring worrying it about it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I think that's a wonderful place to leave that. It's, I think that is a nice positive spin. I love that. Does anyone want to say anything else before we go? Um, what you just said, that's why I want to leave the entertainment industry. Just get it out. Just get rid get of it. Get a, get it doesn't bring you joy. Leave. Like just out, get out of that Why shit. Not? Yeah, it's Why so not? toxic. But that, that's or it. you rise above it and you go into the entertainment industry having risen above it. You know, you've got people like um, – You create your own businesses in order to avoid it. Exactly. Wink, yeah. wink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to burn down my own patriarchy. <laughs> I'm going to do my own thing, all right? I will rewrite my own patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's been incredible.
Um, so before great. you go, just mention because you've got your business Instagram as well, and I'll put the, all that out there yeah. if you want to. Oh yourself. yes, um, at Still Avenue, spelt the normal way, just Still mm. Avenue, and that is my photography page. If you want to give that a follow, yeah. Um, and then my personal one is attached to that, but yeah, Amazing. photography, so, wonderful, excellent, very talented girl from my <laughs> long time ago high school high school yeah. life. That's yeah. just. Called back in because butterflies, Steph, butterflies. Yep, omens, butterflies. man. Things rainbows. happen for a reason. Let's Things go. Reason. <laughs> Leave that <laughs> <on a> positive <laughs> shitting rainbows note. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, well, guys. Thanks very much for listening to this episode. Follow us on Instagram at OKButSeriouslyPodcast. As always, slide mm-hmm. into our DMs with all of the tea, any shitty sex stories, any shitty Hit us up. Stories, we love this shit. Anything. I just love all of this, this goss. Right. I just need it in my life. Um, so yeah, hit us up on Instagram, like, follow, subscribe. We are on all of the platforms, um, iTunes, Spotify, all of the way, all of the ways you can listen. I'm an Apple user. I don't know what the other ones are called. Um, but all of the ways you can use, you can listen to things. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) Did that, that was a serious plug. I'm just going to say that was, that was like, that was a two minute plug. Um, (laughs) well, I'm going to plug my shit because I think we're pretty cool. We are amazing, but we'll see you next week. Thanks very much. Bye. 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 Was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. Hey, but it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy, and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past? <laughs> is the question she's trying to Where do men draw the line? Like, got the breakfast at 12 or 11, there's no. Because sometimes I put like an emoji next to it to 